Welcome to Catching Them All, the podcast where two wildlife lovers try to see as many critters as possible. We hope you enjoy the stories we share and get just as excited about wildlife as we do. No critters were actually caught during the making of these episodes. And this is Catching Them All, the podcast for two wildlife lovers. Who who am I? (laughs) I was on a roll. You were. I'm so sorry. (laughs) So sorry. Yeah, who are you? Uh, My name is Grayson Cody Harlow, and I'm your brother. Hi, Grayson Cody Harlow. I feel like you probably should have known that. I prefer Cody. Yeah. Well, yeah, I see. I would have just gone by Cody, but I remember in the notes at the end, you called me Grayson. So I'm introducing myself as Grayson Cody Mm -hmm. Harlow. I feel like she was trying to be respectful of your artistic. I appreciate that. Yeah, I feel like yeah, Grayson is my composer name, and oh, I just smacked the table. Grayson is your adult name. Yeah, exactly. I just (laughs) smacked the table with my whiskey bottle, so you'll have that uh, on the recording, and probably and probably the sound of Maker Mark going into my little camp mug here. So, I think we're off to a really really good start. I think. Can you get it really close? <laughs> yeah, so you can to really hear just like glug 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 glug. And do glug, like glug. Um, yeah. a sound effect yeah. with it. Yeah. <laughs> we'll add some foley in later. We'll... Whiskey bottle ASMR. <laughs> um, so yeah, I grew up calling you Cody, and then when you went to college, you wanted to be called Grayson. Well, I so wanted to be called I Flynn. I wanted, I wanted to be called Flynn originally, but. Uh... <laughs> but nobody would let you. Nobody, nobody would let me do that. that. Yeah. For fun. No, it was just it was just a Breaking just Bad fun? reference. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was gonna say, is that your other imaginary um, friend? The first time, yeah. I think my, I think my brother came to our brother Hunter came to pick me up one time, and he heard one of my friends call me Grayson. Uh-huh. And anyway, when he was saying goodbye to me, he was like, "All right, see you later, Flynn," which I thought yeah. was pretty funny. <laughs> it was a good one. It was a good one. I don't understand siblings. Um, so yes. Grayson and uh, Cody Harlow, you can, can just you call me Cody on this one. Why... It'll be fine with me. Okay, okay. Yeah. So Cody, why are you here? with us today. Um, what do you do? Well, what's, you, what's your job? Well, I'm here because you invited me to be on. Well, I think I actually asked you many times so I could be on your <laughs> podcast, and then you finally invited me on, which yeah. I, was, I was I was really honored. I'm stoked um, that you're but here. But what I do, I do actually kind kind of similar work to at least what you used to do, because uh, you, mm-hmm. you're not really an interpretation anymore, but you kind of are. Yeah, I am. Okay, kind you of. are. Yeah, okay. not as much as I used to be. So I'm but. also kind of an interpretation now. Uh <laughs> Because I do a little bit of... Pre- and for the layperson, what is that? Because I think the I think, I, I think everyday people think interpretation is like language. Yeah, exactly. No, no, no. I always tell people that I speak the language of the trees. Well. That's, that's what I yeah. say. So interpretation, I think, would be like... Um, it's uh, environmental science communication, essentially, is how I would describe it. It's relating. That's maybe the best way I've ever heard described. I yeah, because like it, it, doesn't, it doesn't take 45 minutes I, to explain I honestly... Either. It, that was really succinct and um, quite the Ivy League of the South. Well, UVA is a, a what we call a public what Ivy, so that's a, that's, that works. <laughs> <laughs> More like a poison <laughs> Ivy, am I right? Oh, Ooh, got him. Um, oh. Yeah, so I... <laughs> Skin rash burn. So I, I currently work for the Nature Conservancy, though, and I'm posted out on the eastern shore of Virginia, which is a wonderful 
little peninsula. It's really just a big sandbar with no rocks. <laughs> it's a big sandbar with, with no rocks and a lot of birds, and it's really great. And mm-hmm. and right now I am at, I'm, I'm in the Pocomoke State Forest of Maryland because I'm currently on a little mini road trip up to Philadelphia to see some friends and to go see Fleet Foxes in concert. Mm-hmm. And so I thought I would Again, like Again, for the second time in a month. The second time in only really a couple <laughs> weeks. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm what we call a super fan. Yeah. Um, but I... So I decided to... I'm what? trying to figure out geography. So when are you going to Pittsburgh? Aren't you going I'm going to, going to Pittsburgh tomorrow. <laughs> but yeah, we're both... Okay. We're both separately going to Pennsylvania this weekend for different reasons. Yes. It's I confusing. I haven't spent a lot of time yeah, okay. in Pennsylvania. I'm pretty yeah. sure Philly and, and Pittsburgh are really far away from each other. Yeah. Okay. Ag- agreed. The furthest away. Mm-hmm. Pittsburgh's very west. Pen- or yes. Philadelphia is very east. And still nobody's really sure which one is the state. Is it Pennsylvania or Philadelphia? Like, who's to say? Who's to one say? I've sta- heard this lots of times. One of them's times. a state. One of them's a city. I don't know. <laughs> April, April's making some bases at me. <laughs> I'm, well, I'm on my last brain cells this week, so um, I'm doing the best April's I can. April's also having um, a crazy will... weekend. Wonderful. What are you doing this weekend? Yes. Um, I am practically in charge of the Virginia Association for Environmental Education's annual conference in Wakefield, Woo. Virginia. That sounds nice. This weekend. Is that an in-person Woo. conference yeah. or is that a bing, 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 bing. It is in person. Okay. I already submitted my vaccination records nice. and everything. Nice. There you go. Yes. And I kick off tomorrow morning um looking for red cockaded woodpeckers for a field trip. So no way. hopefully I'll get to have some really amazing bino photos. Oh, for the Oh, uh, that's actually that's actually incredibly that is exciting. So great. I, I've never seen one of those. I, I really want to. I think actually the Nature Conservancy I work for does a lot of like controlled burns in um, like southeastern Virginia for red cockaded woodpeckers. Yeah. Um, so the whole field trip starts in Big Woods Wildlife Management Area, and then they're going to go into the Nature Conservancy. Like the it's Piney Grove, Piney something. Yeah, that's um, right. And. I have to leave by that point, which is quite a bummer because I have to actually go set up things. Um, my my advice to everyone is never be in charge. You don't get to. Oh, I, I I I definitely second. <laughs> yeah, that. agreed. <laughs> it's it's kind of like in Mario Kart. Like if you're in first place, like you're just getting hit with blue shells constantly. Like you're really you want to be in like second or third, and you're you're doing all Us right. Us Harlow's just kind of like to ride the wave, you know? Yeah, yeah. You want to get all the good items, you know. You're in first place, you're just getting like bananas and green yeah. shells. Like that's no fun. It's like, oh my gosh, do y'all remember when <laughs> Fabio rolled that <laughs> rode that roller coaster, and he was in the front seat and he got hit by <laughs> <a> goose. <laughs> really confused on where this was going. I was like, yeah. was Barbie Fabio in Mario Kart? <laughs> so we're just saying. But yeah. You no, might fa- not want to yeah. be first. That's one of my that's in my that's in my top five bird destructions of all time. Yeah. So I would say that that might be number one. Number two would be um who's the pitcher who destroyed a bird with a baseball? I don't know. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. Have and you then, seen this video, um, April? No. It's very sad. This bird absolutely, absolutely <laughs> explodes. It is outrageous. It's crazy. Oh, <laughs> uh, I will Google it and cry later. I don't. It happens so fast. Into a blog post. You won't have time to cry. Like it's, 
It's just a pile. It's true. It's, it's not like gory. It's just a lot of it's feathers. It's just all of a sudden there's feathers. Oh, it really yes. it is just like really bad timing on the bird's part. It just flies right in front of a fast yeah. pitch. Um, oh, yeah, and you can edit in edit mistake. in the name of the pitcher so that my dad won't be disappointed in me. Also. I, yeah, I could call oh, James man. up here real quick. I'll edit it in and it'll sound like um, Mark McGuire. It'll like, sound really good. Yeah. <laughs> completely different vocalization um wow i was mostly if we're gonna talk like things in the media i just got sucked into um i can never remember these late night show people's names Mm -hmm. but it wasn't john stewart and it wasn't the guy with the glasses colbert Mm -hmm. um it was the other one the other one with gray hair and is older and not the redhead either, whoever that one is. Um, Jimmy Kimmel, maybe? Does Jimmy Kimmel no. have gray hair? Uh, no. He's getting kind of grayish. Ugh. He's salt and pepper. Oh, you Seth know? Myers? Is this Seth Myers? Seth Myers. Good job. We got there. Thank you. Um, there's this Canadian woman that was getting stalked by Puma Concolor, mountain lion, mm-hmm. cougar, whatever you feel so moved to call it today. And... She, like, recorded it. She, of course, as humans do, recorded first Mm -hmm. and then said, bad kitty, (laughs) go away. I will fight you. And then, like, it wouldn't, didn't go away. And so she started playing Metallica and then it hauled butt out of there. Isn't that great? Wait. There was a story kind of like that on Tooth and Claw, I think. It was something... Oh, the one with the, the Justin Bieber? That was it, yeah. It was like with Justin, Justin Bieber, Bieber. scared of away? Yeah. 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 And the yeah. guy was, was like, my daughter's music started playing. It's like, okay, yeah, sure. Yeah, You're listening sure. to Justin Bieber. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's fine. You it, can admit it. It's yeah. not a big deal. <laughs> it saved your life, probably. Yeah. So, hey. He can be a believer, you know? It's uh, fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can never stop, never stopping. <laughs> well... Baby, baby, um, I was baby. just so, I, I was just reminded, April, you mentioned Puma Con Color. Yes. Um, did you ever, have you ever seen or like read through a copy of uh, Audubon's Quadrupeds of North America? I know you're a bird person, but. No, I haven't. So he did, I yeah, he did bird, he like famously. Books. Oh. Well, no, this is like the really okay. old, this is not Audubon Society. Yeah. This is the oh, original okay. Audubon. Gotcha. Who went around okay. painting stuff. Um, yes. And made some really incredible paintings and like some of the good, like best first naturalist paintings of uh, the Americas. But he famously did the birds, but he less famously did a book on the quadrupeds. And there is an incredible chapter about the cougar that he gets to. And he starts talking about the cougar and he's like, I get so mad when people call this thing a panther. And I'm paraphrasing a little bit, but he's like, it just pisses me so, it pisses me off so much. And people are so uncreative because this looks nothing like a panther. The cougar is its own thing, you idiots. <laughs> this is just like how they name all the cities in the Americas after cities in the old world. Like, think of something new. <laughs> anyway, uh, the cougar is a really cool animal. And like, he just has this little mini rant. And it's all very, That's very great. eloquent. It's all very eloquent because it's John James Audubon. But uh, it's really wonderful. And then he's like, You, can, you, should, anyway. you should do a reading of it. <laughs> we should. Yeah, it's just um, like, anyway, back to science. Yeah. <laughs> that is... Perfect. It's great. Because um, some of today, honestly, is based on another scientist starting to rant over, like, classification and naming. Uh, and this is a part, like, y- Courtney, you were like, oh, Cody's been doing a lot of this. And 
I just went to, um, what did I do? Clifton Institute. So y'all are both familiar with Clifton, Northwest Virginia-ish, mm-hmm. Virginia, near Front Royal, well, near Warrington. Um, they invited- I'm actually not, a, but I'll pretend that I am. Oh, you're not? Okay, well, anyways, they're delightful. I, um, I'm kind of jealous of, like, how- intricately woven their educators educators are in with like conducting science Mm. right like all of their summer camps are literally like we're gonna go on hikes and then we're gonna do like habitat management that's so cool and like bio blitzes every day Mm -hmm. um so i got invited to do a bio blitz and one of the things that i managed to stay awake for miraculously was spotlighting moths yay Ooh. And Cody, I hear you've been doing a lot of that. Uh, yeah, I've been uh, at least a little bit of it. Um, so my roommate is, is his name is Mario. I think that's why you got confused earlier because we were talking about Fabio. Um, and then Mario. His name is... <laughs> not... Yeah, that, that is confusing. This is not Super Mario. Yeah, this, this is just Mario. He has no cart. This is an actual Mario human. <laughs> <laughs> he might have a cart, but I'm not aware of it if so. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, this Does is just Mario. Does he have turtle shell? <laughs> yeah, he's a he's a great he's a great birder. He but he's like throws his shells at recently. Cody all the time. <laughs> it's really annoying. It's hard to live with him. Uh, <laughs> it's getting to be a problem. <laughs> so so Mario also works for the Nature Conservancy. So we both stay in the in like the provided housing they have, mm-hmm. and. I think he's just, you know, he knows every bird in the world now, and he's like, I need to move on to something else, so I'm going to move on to moths. So we've been sitting out, it's actually like a giant aquarium light, it used to be one of our co-workers, like, saltwater aquariums, and we have that sitting behind our window, and then we have a huge sheet draped over that. So uh, at night, we go out, and we look at the moths that are attracted to the light, and it's a lot of fun. Yeah, I was enamored. And I, I, it was one of those, I don't know all the birds. Whenever I'm around, like, expert birders, I really am quite humbled. But it was enough to be like, wow, I know absolutely nothing. But, oh, my gosh, wow, how exciting. I have so much I can learn. About um, moths? About moths. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's incredible being, I mean, how many species of moth do we have in Virginia? It's, like, it's in the I, well in I didn't even Google that. I have no idea yeah. because I, I feel I like I was just I looking this up. I feel like I see a different species of moth every time I go outside, and I'm not like yeah, that, and that is true of us too. And we we go out like four times a week, yeah, like at least, and we we find new stuff every. And time. I'm not exaggerating when I say see? that. Like I I see different ones all the time, and I'm like, huh, this one's wings are shaped a little bit different, or like I don't know, the patterning on this one is a little bit funky. Like I don't know, so many different yes. little dudes to look at. So many little dudes, and apparently there's like a group of micro moths what so wow i mean i didn't know micro moths and like one of the guys there was like an expert in identifying micro moths and i was just like get out of whatever that even is right it's like they would they would catch them and like freeze them so that they could like look not freeze them freeze them right but they would chill them so they weren't moving as yeah cool them down a little and then they could like look at their abdomens mm-hmm. to take a picture and then ID them under yeah. a microscope mm-hmm. and then they would warm them up and let them go. Yeah, and my, my the, the book that we have, I think all it's it says like every photo in there is taken of moths that they chilled in that in that same way. Yeah. Yeah. Um so this was I was like 
super cool experience. One, I got to just wander around, and I kind of made it my mission while I was there before um, dusk. I was just like, I'm going to focus on spiders. I'm going to take a bunch of pictures of spiders, and then we'll try to identify those later. Like, everyone is kind of doing their thing. Um, But their setup was, they had, like, this actual, like, hoop frame, and um, their sheet was very scientific, right? It was, like... um, centimeter squared mm. like grid patterns oh. so that you could like get the precise measurement oh, that's really whenever cool. the moths landed on it with their little so and I was trying to find one I was like googling my heart out trying to find one and see how much it costs and I couldn't find it Ugh. for the life of me so now I need to ask a person yeah um but it was just such a magical experience um whimsical almost with all the fluttering and I haven't looked to see how many moths they had, like, found or ID'd that night. Um, but it was a lot. Mm-hmm. And I already put in, like, a reel some of my favorite ones. I um, saw that. And so cool. I was like, I can't help it. I really liked the, um, well, see, now I already forgot their names and I'd have to cheat and look at it. Great but it was, like, Leaf the Folder. Great Leaf Folder. Uh, what does grape, that look like? Like grape. The flavor of Kool Aid. Oh, grape. Oh, yes. Yeah, Not I just guessed. Like I guessed that that was the one you were gonna say. <laughs> um, <laughs> one of my favorite was like it was like one of the bird dropping ones. It was like Beauty. Oh, those are great. Or something. Yeah. 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 I really dug that one. And then there was like a lemon, a black bordered lemon moth or something like that. I really was digging that mm-hmm. one. It was like a little yellow guy with some like little black spots. Mm. It was, it was just a hoot, and I had all these people around me that were, like, going bananas. I think that was great. Yeah. Um, Cody, have you ever seen either the adult, like, the regal moth, which you probably have since you've been doing so much stuff, or the caterpillar, the hickory horn devil? Absolutely not. I'm very sorry. Have, ah! <laughs> <laughs> no, I have not, I have not seen that. Oh my gosh. Well, that's one was really cool. Um, but Courtney and I, mm-hmm. um, one of our, not even us, but like, I think they gathered everyone to f- see it at Maymont. Mm-hmm. Do you remember this? They were like, it's like a hot dog. I do remember that. <laughs> and it did look like a spiky hot dog. <laughs> a spiky, spiky like the, hot the dog. the caterpillar looks like a hot dog? Yeah. Yes. Same oh, size incredible. and everything. Same, yeah. That's the um, thing. It was just really big. It was really big. Um, green and spiky and it did ha- does have these like red red mm-hmm. horns um but cody you were not alone because these people like this lady who got a phd in entomology it was her first day ever finding mm. one of those wow. so like apparently um and just for the fun fact of like she said they're really bad at flying so they don't <laughs> disperse very well so they stay in like these little pockets mm. yeah <laughs> The caterpillar doesn't uh, fall far from the moth, you know what I mean? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know that old chestnut? You've heard that one before? <laughs> Everyone always says that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I don't have much more story to add to it other than it was just like a great night. We only stayed till 11. Um, and oh, that's Google... too bad because all the really cool moths come out after midnight. <laughs> that's what they said. Oh really? That is I'm just exactly I'm just having said. a laugh here, but uh, that's good. That's that's cool. You well, listen. <laughs> you are just so innately I'm so, yeah. 
intelligent. Um, midnight to 1 a.m. is apparently. <laughs> Did you know he went to UVA? Is apparently where. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's a public he? Ivy. <laughs> it's a public Ivy. <laughs> Probably an invasive one. Oh. Um, well, yeah. Ooh, kinda. Yeah, it's, it's English Ivy. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And I think the only other one thing I wanted to say is like it was just really cool because they would start to land on people too um and then it's like everyone then becomes the specimen and you get to like freeze like a statue while everyone else (laughs) examines the moth that's on you Mm. um while we were there and i did feel somewhat guilty i'm sure it's fine but we attracted a lot of bats oh no i mean they're gonna they're gonna find their food one way or another it's yeah that's true Um, i mean like think Think of the number that you attracted versus the number that are attracted on any night and like a parking lot or a um like a football game true. or something with big lights. Like you're fine. Fair and enough. you're doing it fair enough for um, science. You're doing it to teach others why to love gotta, these creatures. So you gotta crack a few moths to make an omelet is what I've been saying. Well, and they sure did. Like there were the bats were having a time. Like moth wings were raining on Aww. us on occasion. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like you would just see the Aww. little wings like get it bats. Hey. <laughs> you're the like, bats Aww. gotta eat too, okay? <laughs> they do. They do. Um but I've uh, talked well, the only thing that I would want to add about that, I would just want to say like this is a really easy thing that you listeners at home can do. Like, anyone can do this. This is like Ratatouille. Anyone anyone can cook. Anyone can moth. Anyone can moth. Um, yeah, just download, like, the Seek app on your phone and go out, like, leave a light out, put a sheet over it, and go look at some moths. It's, like, really fun. I mean, any of this naturalist stuff, it always just feels like Pokemon Snap because you're yeah. just going out and finding new species, yeah. and it's a new experience, a new exploration every day. It's yeah. Um, that was beautiful. Well... I feel like you're about to go into some moth science. Um, I just want to tell you about my favorite moth sighting. I, last year, I was walking on a trail in Chesterfield along the river, and I look over and I see this huge luna moth that had clearly, like, just emerged from its cocoon because its wings were still kind of, like, not wrinkly, but, like, like, wavy looking a little bit, you know? And um, you're probably going to get to this, but moths typically leave their wings kind of out when they land on things. And when they're just like sitting around, they have their wings out. Butterflies kind of have their wings up typically, not all the time. Um, But anyway, its wings were kind of up and like wavy looking and just kind of funky. So it was like very clear that it wasn't like... It wasn't fully cooked yet. And um, <laughs> put him back in the oven. He's not done. So it, it was just hanging out. And so clearly I had to take a picture of it. Um, and we went on the trail and like, you know, did our thing. And then we came back and its wings were like fully out and much like straighter mm. than they were earlier. And it was just really cool. Cause I mean, that was within a matter of. Oh a few hours probably you know that we were like hanging out at the river and then we came back through and this that's awesome big beautiful moth had like i don't know how big courtney i could show you but <laughs> um okay <laughs> well, I'm I'm gonna say, is it bigger than a bread box <laughs> what do you think its wingspan is oh gosh i mean is it is I'm it bigger than five, a mallard four to five inches i'm gonna say it was a okay. lot smaller okay. than a mallard 
I was actually going to say it's about the size <laughs> okay. of a nice chocolate chip cookie, if that's helpful. For Ooh. That actually, that not actually a, is helpful. Not, a not, like a, not like Chips, chips Ahoy, because Chips Ahoy is small. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, We're yeah, on the same yeah. page, April. I appreciate we that. Are. No, 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 not a Chips Ahoy. Thinking... This, episode, this episode is brought to you by Chips Ahoy. No, we're talking about it's not Chips Ahoy, because Chips Ahoy cookies are, they're a joke how small they are. Ooh, I mean, like it's a, ridiculous. Like a, um, what I don't mean the, to come for our mamas? sponsor this hard, because I know they're sponsoring us, and they are listening. Um, Anthony Chips Ahoy is listening tonight. But, um, yeah, no, way no, too small. No, we're trying to get the other one, the too grandma's small. cookies. Yes. The, Do you know um, what I'm talking about? Otis Spunkmeyer. There's Otis Spunkmeyer. There's Famous Amos. Wait. Is Famous Amos a cookie? Yeah, fam- there's isn't a Famous Amos that weird spaghetti one. place we used to go to? No, that was Famous Anthony's. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was actually thinking. I was like, wait a minute, this is like a spaghetti place. <laughs> yeah, it was a place our grandma liked a lot because you could get all you could eat spaghetti at Famous Anthony's. <laughs> oh Look them up if you're in like Lynchburg, Virginia. Hit up so Famous this, Anthony's. They're our sponsor moth- on this episode. <laughs> <laughs> This moth was I am smaller. developing a media kit, y'all. <laughs> this moth was smaller than a bowl of spaghetti at Famous Anthony's, if that's helpful. <laughs> that is actually very helpful to me. <laughs> okay. Um, and, Cody, I wanted you to tell your sighting of the Cecropia moth. Oh, I, I would be honored. Um, April, are, are Luna moths also silk moths? I think they're I think, silk moths. Listen, I, think they're in the I almost family. stopped. Courtney when she was like oh you're about to get into science and I'm like oh no I'm gonna get into some some random facts um well that's more fun so okay. any knowledge y'all want okay well wanna I'm gonna drop. say this and you can, you can correct me later I'm pretty sure luna moths are also in the silk moth family um but the I moth agree. that I want to tell you about is called the cecropia silk moth um is it also called the saturnalia moth or something I'm not sure about that one don't quote me on that but as Courtney knows, I worked at James River State Park for a little bit, which is a state park that she also worked at. Mm-hmm. And I was initially doing um, environmental interpretation there as well. But I don't know if you guys have heard about this coronavirus pandemic that's kind of been going around. Have you heard about this thing? <laughs> yeah. So anyway, um, when that kind of <laughs> when that kind of got started, I don't know. You may not have heard about it. Name three other albums. Um, but when they, when it got started, they were like, you're not going to do interpretation anymore because we're not allowed to have visitors anymore. So now you're going to be a trail boy and a lawnmower boy. (laughs) So, um, I started doing like more trail maintenance stuff, which was also, that was kind of cool. Like I definitely enjoyed, um, like learning. I want to say real quick, as much as you hate mowed lawns, I'm sure that was torturous for you. It was, it was torturous, both physically and psychologically. It was torturous. Yeah. Uh, it, it was really awful. I but the also, trail maintenance part was actually cool. I'm, What's up, April? I want to almost back up. I didn't... I, I had blocked out of my memory that state parks, open spaces, were like, we won't have visitors. I don't no, 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 no. I, I th- we did that very briefly. We didn't have visitors. Because okay. th- that was at the time when, you know, we didn't really know what was going on with coronavirus. Right. Like the science was like super shaky, but they but they um, weren't but this having was programs. After, this was after that we weren't having programs exactly. Yeah. Okay, um, yeah. I was so like, I, I, wow. Yeah, my, so my job shifted a little bit, and I and I was doing a lot of trail maintenance stuff. So I was out riding around in a in a UTV with a pole saw, cutting limbs off of trails so that people on their horses can get by without uh, touching their heads on leaves or whatever. <laughs> and I cut I cut one limb down. And I look over in the bushes after I've cut it down, and I'm like, 
what what is that? I see like flapping of wings and I immediately think I've I've like dropped a limb on top of a bird or something because it looked like a bird. It looked like something, you know, flapping wings. It, it was really wild. And I went over to check it out and I pull up this incredible bright red burgundy and black dark gray moth. It, very, very colorful. The bright um, red being kind of the most distinctive color of it. And I pull up this incredible moth and it was probably seven inches uh, wingspan, uh, I would say. Seven to eight. It was about the size of my hand extended. and I would die. Um, sorry? I would die. Yeah, it was pretty frightening. Again, because I was expecting to see a bird, and I pulled up a huge moth. <laughs> and similar to Courtney's story about the Luna moth, it was uh, flapping its wings, and uh, they weren't totally dried out yet. And I saw it right next to it. It was actually its cocoon. It had just emerged from. And uh, this was as I, I took a photo of it and identified it afterwards because I'd never seen anything like this before. It has these incredible crescent moon shapes on its wings and this beautiful bright red color to it and these really thick uh, antenna, these thick like bushy antenna. Um, and I identified it, it's a Cecropia silk moth, um, which is apparently our largest moth in North America that I just found oh. by accident because I cut the limb that its cocoon was on. And it just happened to have just emerged, and it was flapping its wings. And I got to hang out there with it for a while while it kind of dried off. Um, and it was just uh, an absolutely incredible experience. It's th still, to this day, I think it's the only one I've ever seen, which again oh is surprising because they're so huge. Like, you would think you would see them all the time, but... I've never uh, seen one. Yeah, just a beautiful, absolutely beautiful moth. Prettiest one I've ever seen, and mm. um, yeah, best day of my life, so... <laughs> I, um, I've never seen one either, and I am thinking, like, I'm like, well, do they just get eaten really quickly? Um, that's totally because possible. Because they are so big? Um, oh my gosh, that sounds well, amazing. Well, and, and so silk moths, and, and you might have some of these facts in your, in your, in your preparation, I don't know, but I think all silk moths, and definitely the Cecropias, yeah, yeah, I'm getting some more faces at me right now, um, <laughs> <laughs> this uh, the Cecropia silk moth, I believe, is one that um, actually does not have any mouth parts. So mm. during its adult life as a moth, it just depends upon the food stores that it made while it was a caterpillar. So it has nothing to eat. It just flies around and mates and then dies. Um, you know, I wonder fast if they're bad at young. flying too. It's possible. This one, hmm. um, I didn't really see it fly because it was still kind of drying off. Um, I've never heard that. I've never heard they're bad. You'll have to ask one. I don't know. I will have to ask one or ask <laughs> this entomologist person again. Um, maybe I'll. Yeah, because I mean, again. as uh, and when flying, I mean, yeah, their only purpose is to mate. You know, that's their entire right. purpose. They've already done everything they're going to do. Just mate and lay eggs. Nice. Um, I'm also. Well, I, I mean, I'm no moth expert. I think the one I found was a male. I think males typically have bushier antenna. Is that right, April? Hmm. Can you stop making me feel like a dumb dumb on my own? Podcast? I'm not making you feel like a dumb dumb. I just I was under the impression that you had prepared for this. For this podcast. Okay, so I was under the impression that I was going to bring my moth story and that y'all were going to bring your moth stories, and I was okay, going to bring great. background about my moths and y'all were going to bring backgrounds about your moths. Ooh, I don't have a ton of background about mine, except that I mean the silk moth family. This is the one that silk. I mean, it's the okay. same family that silk is actually made of. Um, I can always so, um, add in a little, hey, we're going to talk about this, and here's the villain. Um, 
um, real quick. We the can villain? Always... <laughs> yeah, the like villain the villain always... The, the villain is the bat or the bird. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. I heard villain, and I, I assumed the villain would always just be Hexus every week. The villain is always Hexus. 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 Na, 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 na. Um, do you both, either of you know, I don't have access to internet right now. Okay. Hey, so, same. Okay, I got Courtney you. and I were just I joking. Curious. My... My, my internet is better here in the middle of the woods. I, I'm recording outside. I don't know if we made that clear or if the sounds of bugs has made that clear on my recording. I'm recording outside tonight. My internet access is a hundred times better here than it is at my house. So that's bonkers. That's what I'm wondering. Yeah. Um, do you know the larval host for the moths that y'all shared with me? The host plant? Yes. Oh. Um, I yes, actually don't. Correct. So I did look it up for my moth, and I didn't write it down. But I do know that sweet gum is one of the trees that is like super common for Luna moths to to mm. have their lay their eggs Not on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense because we have a lot of sweet gums in like the. I said sweet grums. I heard you, but I was going to let it go. (laughs) Yeah, but I wanted to bring attention to it. We have a lot of sweet gums in, like, the Tidewater region of Virginia, so that makes sense why we'd have so many of them here. Yeah. And, well, I was trying to reflect. I've only ever seen one other living Luna moth, Mm. and it was when I was in, like, the mountains of North Carolina. Mm Mm-hmm. Like Raven Rock, maybe, mm-hmm. if that sounds like anything anyone's ever been to. And I hiked to the very tippy top. It was like a two and a half hour hike, and there was a storm rolling in um, just to get to like the top. And I was at the summit, and there was a storm rolling in, and I was like, dang, I gotta go. There's lightning. And like right as I was turning around, this one Luna Moth mm. went like right in front of me. Oh. As the storm was coming in. And then it was like, crack lightning (laughs) and i was like okay goodbye and i ran away um but yeah i'm like huh so i'll I'll, sneak that in there too sweet i feel like yeah courtney i feel like i have memories um when we were kids of like them time to time showing up on our porch does that sound right they did yeah definitely i was thinking that too um so where cody and i grew up um pretty rural um Nelson County, in Virginia, in Wonderland. Yeah, for sure. It's gorgeous. Um, it is, our, it is, uh, the land of paradise. It oh. is. It's beautiful. But our parents, they're, um, the carport, um, there's like a door right there. That's like the main entrance into the house. Mm. And our mom would always leave the light on right there, like right beside the door. And yeah. so we'd always have like a ton of moths around that light. But I do remember, moths landing on like the brick siding of the house right there definitely. and i definitely remember seeing several luna moths i think like i don't know two or three at least definitely. right because i mean as yeah. a kid like i mean i didn't i didn't really care about moths a lot in general but like luna moths are so kind of showy and yeah they're gorgeous everybody mm-hmm. likes them so that's yeah. like something that's even as a kid word. not mm-hmm. not caring about moths like luna moths are still pretty like bright green they're the they butterfly like of the night <gasps> the butterfly of the night 
Can we make yeah. um, Creature of the Night from uh, Rocky Horror the uh, theme song for this episode? I think that would be really good. <laughs> well, that's you... on you, man. Yeah, I'll say, play it. Can you make I'll, that happen? I'll record, I'll record that tonight. That'll sound really good. Creature <laughs> of few, the Night. Few more, <laughs> few more sips of whiskey, and then I'll uh, sing. It'll be a parody version so that it's fair use. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's how it yeah, works. Yeah, you can't say Creature of the Night. Say something else instead. I don't know what. But... Yeah, fe- Features of the Night. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, Features of the Night. That's going to be the yeah. name of the episode, maybe. Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah. I'll wake up at 2.30 in the morning or something and not be able to sleep and... Maybe I'll come up with even more ideas to choose from. Um, Courtney, I was going to say, do you want to look up um, Cody's moth? Yeah. What do you want to know? Oh, the host plant? Yeah. Yeah, and actually, I was going to say, if y'all want to post that, um, any photos of that to your Instagram? We do. Because... I oh, have yeah. I have se- no several photos of it on the Instagram, which is cool because you can see it. It's right next to its cocoon. It's literally just emerged. Um, <gasps> oh. It was like I was so so fortunate that day to have happened to have cut down the limb that that thing was on. It was a it was a happy day in my life. Yeah, that is amazing. So all my research that I did was very like species and host plant specific. Mm. Um, no, so that's I was, like, really that's kind of- and that's something kind of fascinating about moths is they are like. And butterflies, too, but so specific about yeah. their host plants. I think that's really cool. So yeah. I really, like, honed in. I think I almost have as many notes about Virginia creeper, which is the host plant that I'm, like, back, uh, like focusing on, um, and the species that nom on it. Um, it's a lot. I have as many notes. Yeah, I have as many notes about, like, Virginia creeper, almost. If you were wondering if Virginia creeper is a beneficial plant or not, uh, it absolutely is. It absolutely is. It's a miraculous mm. plant. Um, so, Courtney, do you have... I wasn't sure yes. if you wanted to... Like, cool. Okay, so um, the Cecropia moth host plants are um, primarily birch, cherry, and maple. Um, I was, and it okay. says that they occasionally feed on other trees. I didn't want to get ahead of myself, but I was fairly certain that I cut it down from a silver maple. Because I was I was walking along if you if if any of our listeners have been to James River State Park, I was walking along the river trail there, which is just silver maples all the way down. Which is why you have yeah. to go yeah. and cut so many limbs, because if you may if you know anything about silver maples, they're very brittle and they drop limbs a lot. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm pretty sure that's the I'm pretty sure that's the tree it was on. So and then I also wanted to say Luna moths Female lunamoths lay grayish-brown cylindrical, there we go, cylindrical eggs, either singly or in small groups on the underside of host plant leaves. This says that white birch is the favored host plant in the north, and then it says black walnut, butternut, hickory, persimmon, sweet gum, alder, beech, willow, wild cherry, or sumac, maybe in other locations. So lots of plants. That's a lot. (laughs) That's a lot. I've that always heard sweet gum, but okay. but I don't know. Yeah. Well, we learn something new all the time. Yeah. Um, well, that's wonderful. I'm glad it has lots of options. Mm-hmm. Those are needed. Um, that's beautiful. And so, I was focusing in on, hyper-focused on probably another one of my favorite um, moths of my night the other night was the Virginia Creeper Sphinx Moth. And Mm. a part of that, which, don't you just love it when they put it all together? Like, right, like, it's in It's incredibly helpful. Yeah. 
I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, the main name is the main host plant, and you're going to go ahead mm. and put Sphinx, which is like the major family that it's in. That's mm. cool. Can you repeat um, yeah. that word? Are you saying stink? Sphinx. Like, um, Sphinx. Oh, the, I'm so sorry. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's just my Sphinx. Okay. Sphinx moths are awesome also. Yes. Mm-hmm. I'm glad you stopped For our, our listeners at home, if you... If you have a garden with tomatoes in it, sphinx moths are probably the ones that are laying your hornworms that are all over your tomatoes. Just throwing that out there. Yes. The t- tobacco Gosh. or tomato hornworms. Hmm. Yes. Um, and I didn't actually write the family name down, but it's like Sphagnidae. I think it's I think Sphag- it's Sphingidae. Sphingidae. Cool. Yeah, I think so. I'm doing finger guns at you. Thank you for you're that. Cru- you're crushing um. it. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so, like, there's this huge group of sphinx moths, which are also, like, right, like, the hornworms. So all of these, um, the larval, the caterpillar stages, will have what looks like a horn coming up. And I kid you not, well, y'all can probably guess this. What do you think are, like, the top two to three things that when you Google in, like, Google sphinx moths, that are like the questions that pop up. You know how Google likes to prompt like the questions that does, people ask. Does Sphinx does, does Sphinx moths actually ask riddles? That'd and be then mine. Uh, okay, and then <laughs> no. my guess is do do Sphinx moths live in pyramids? <laughs> oh, <laughs> <me>. <laughs> We're dumb. Dang I'm sorry. It, Cody, how do we not get this? I don't know. I feel like our answers were really good. Well, I was actually getting really happy that you figured out what I was saying so that I didn't have to describe what a sphinx looked like. Because I was going to probably be offensive to some culture out there in my description. No, it's a lion with a dude's face. That's not offensive to anybody. That's what it is. (laughs) It's a lion with the face of a human. (laughs) Courtney was going to have to edit it out. Hey, that's how J.K. Rowling did it and she's never been offensive to anyone i'm told no she's never done anything no she definitely she's definitely not a problematic figure at all so i wouldn't even worry about i wouldn't do i wouldn't research that at all we don't even have to talk about it anymore she's not even supposed to be here (laughs) um so the sphinx moth um google first thing is is it harmful, right? Like, can mm. it sting me? So that, those were that like the stinger first... is huge. Like, it is a. I don't know. I'm not saying it's a stinger, but that horn is very big. It looks scary. It is. Mm-hmm. It does. It's and it's doing its job, right? Like it's, um, it's ominous enough that you don't want to mess with it, but mm-hmm. it is harmless. Oh, it cannot okay. hurt you. That is wow. what I learned. I also learned from like the second or third most popular question: Are they poisonous? And the answer to that is also no. They oh, are not poisonous. That's cool. I mean, I still don't necessarily feel confident that I want to go around eating them. But I, multiple sites told me I they were not need, poisonous. I wouldn't eat any. Well, there you go. That's but my pledge to you, dear situation. listeners. I mean, no. we no, take no risks. For me. Um, <laughs> so. I guess I'm going to back up and be like, here's some stuff about Virginia Creeper. Um, Well, what family is Virginia Creeper in? Do either of y'all know? Ivy. Uh... Do another vine. Another vine? A different vine. I'm going to say it's in... 
The same family as Trumpet Trumpet Creeper. Trumpet Vine. Well, actually, I didn't look up what Trumpet Creeper is in. Um, it's in the Great no Family. Oh, oh, Great okay. Family. I gonna, okay. I was going to say maybe, like, Hops, because actually the um, leaves are kind of similar looking. Hop, hoppy looking. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Or hop, hops aren't related to grapes, are they? I don't know. Okay, grapes. That's really cool. So that that's really interesting, April, because I think a lot of the moths that I was that I've been looking up have been like they will host on like muscadine or like wild grape or uh, yes. Virginia creeper. So that's really interesting. Yes, yes. So there were a lot that were like very flex that I could find that were like, oh, if it's in this grape family, um, we like that. Um, I really i I like scientific names and Parthenocissus. Quincafolia is Virginia creepers scientific hmm. or Latin name. Um, all right. Um, since we, we are always just vines, called him Carl and, and <laughs> public Ivy. Um, He's the only Virginia creeper I know. <laughs> um, I was going to say Partheno means without fertilization hmm. or virgin. Sissus is like vine but i was like this is this is great um comes from the greek mythology sisis is one of like um is a is a satyr that was turned into an ivy plant and so then like, oh, sisis cool. and vine that uh-huh. is really cool that's cool um, yeah quinn can you guess what quinn means quinn five <laughs> oh. ding 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 um Crushed it. good job Thank you. There's that public I saved Latin. What did you ever do? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, virgin vine, five leaves, essentially. Mm, virgin vine, nice. five leaves is what that name is. Anyway, so that's probably more than anyone ever cared to actually know. But well, it does, I think like, the thing to know. note for people is, no, it's not poison ivy. If you see it, it's, it's not, not poison ivy. <laughs> or poison yeah. oak. Um, yeah. No, don't Which don't I, kill it. Don't, it's Virginia creeper. It's a great plant. We love it. We love it. It does have those five um, leaves. We love it. I was like, I knew this, <laughs> but sometimes reading it is fun. Um, that it's so versatile because it can be ground cover and erosion control, soil erosion control, mm. and mm. it is a great little climber. So it's versatile, which is that's fun. cool. Uh, I did not know that it could be a good ground cover. That's really cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. So, um, like, if people are looking for something other than, you know, non-native grass to cover their yeah. ground with, this is maybe a good option? Yes. Yeah. It does like partial shade, though, so be mindful mm-hmm. of that. It can be found eastern, central, north North America, but from southern Can- Canada all the way to Guatemala. Um, mm-hmm. So, very wide. Hey, good on us, our state, for getting that name in that case. Cause it's That's everywhere. hilarious. Yeah. I thought that, too. It, we, we get a lot uh, of them. we like, have the Virgi- Virginia possum. I was going to say possum next, yeah. We, like, yeah. we crushed it. <laughs> Those naturalists, man. Like, we own this. Possums and creepers. Um, great. Um, <laughs> um, it can't grow on smooth surfaces, but, like, so it needs something with a little bit of grippiness. But I was reading about their tendrils. So, like, the leaves will go one way, the tendrils will go the other. And then I was looking at the pictures, like, close-up pictures of the tendrils. And I wrote in the side, um, Alien Explorer. 
right? Like, because it's like there's a green, and then they have suction cups at the end of the tendrils Whoa. to help get them up, and then like pull the next one. So oh, I was how like, cool wow. is that? Really Dang. dig into that. That's cool. Um, and then it can grow up to 50 feet, and usually, like, that's where it'll max out, but it can grow 20 feet in a single year. Um, mm. And then. This was interesting. I had never heard of this before. I don't really react to poison ivy. Um, mm. I haven't to date. And it can cause contact dermatitis. So there, in its sap and in its tissues, there are microscopic, irritating, needle-like, like calcium oxalate needles like really if you again if you huh. google i wish I, I was was like oh this would be great to just drop in the chat um mm -hmm. they really are it's just like you see them and they like look like needles that's it huh. just needles um hmm. little crystal needles and they're called raphides but huh. if you have sensitive skin you might get a rash so oh no yeah i was talking yeah. to one of the teach we do some like teacher workshops at tnc also and yeah, one of the guys was really like going on a big rant one day about how Virginia Creeper actually can make you itch, and it's yeah, true of some I, people. I, I think heard I think that too. I think it's one of those things. Yeah. It's not it's not everybody, but it is yeah. some people. Like I've never had an issue mm -hmm. with it, but yeah. So yeah. yeah, it's not poison ivy, but still, like maybe don't touch it. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I mean, leave. Don't kill it, but also don't. Natural habitat. Mess with it. Yeah. Um, this is this is what we say about animals. We're like, look at it, leave it alone. Look at it, <laughs> it enjoy it. <laughs> Let yeah. it just stay green, stay oh, in the woods, stay safe. Leave no trees yeah. principles. Um, yeah. But just for funsies. Um, so the next time you're playing Scrabble and you just need need a word in your back pocket, mm. Raphides is R-A-P-H-I-D-E-S. That's not going to be like a big winning word, but I'm just saying. you Maybe if you hit potentially... that triple word... Score? I'm really Maybe thinking. You How can, many letters? It's you, too many letters for Wordle, isn't it? Oh, Wordle, I don't yes. do Wordle, but yes, oh, yes, that's too bad. Mm -hmm. um, I'm so sorry. I was more thinking like it's a great setup for when you mm -hmm. want to get someone to like challenge you, and then they can yeah. be wrong, mm -hmm. and then they have to use. Learning. You know, it's not too many letters for Wordle. Is mods. <gasps> I'm so calling it. I'm calling it. I'm calling it right tonight. now, folks. That's gonna be the next one. Just try it. See if yeah. it works. Um, Please screenshot that, and mm -hmm. yeah, if I oh, get that, oh, uh, I win. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Amazing, amazing. Um, so this Virginia creeper sphinx moth, Durapsa myron, the caterpillar stage, like the Virginia creeper, is a host plant for. Um, one of the things that I had forgotten, I think I learned, but then I let it leave my memory, is that the various larval stages as they grow are called instars. Did you all oh, remember yeah. this? That, that's See, true I of, I think, I think all insects that's true of. Really? Yeah. Oh. Uh, I worked, I worked with bees for a summer. Okay. They were, they were all dead. Um, but I was, <laughs> and I, and I, and I wasn't working with instars of anything, but I was listening to the other, uh, like interns that were in the same room as me. And they all day they were like, all right, bumblebee. Second instar died on the, the fourth day. I don't know, whatever. But yeah, instar. I think I think that's true of, and maybe well, even that actually might be true of like arthropods in general. Like, because I feel like they use that for okay. ticks also, which are which are not insects. Um, I'm gonna shout out 
my friend Jenny real quick because she actually taught me about ladybug instars. Have y'all seen oh. different ladybug instars? I have not. Okay, um, well, you'll have to look them up because they look so different from what we think of as a ladybug. And you've probably seen them and you just were like, oh, oh yeah. that's whatever other Something bug. Else. Yeah. That's but wild. Okay. Yeah, yeah. They're pretty crazy. So, so look up ladybug instars. Relearn yeah. instar. Um, mm-hmm. Another thing I didn't realize, I kept reading a lot about the, the sphinx moths and like, the lady, the entomologist that was with me, like a part of me that like really triggered and wanted to talk about um, like sneak sphinx moths and this Virginia creeper sphinx moth that we saw um, was because she was immediately like, and they are absolutely not hummingbird moths. Hummingbird moths are this very, very specific thing. So I was like, okay. No, they're I'll in the same that. family. <laughs> they're in the same family. But she was like, it's but not, not the same I think thing. not the. I think not our North American hummingbird moths, I think, are not in the Sphinx moth family. So, I'll tell you what I, I tried to dig and find, and this is all I could find, um, is that in North America, there are, from the resources I found, five species in the genus Hamaris, which would be, like, if someone wanted to get nitpicky and call a certain group, there's she was arguing or and again she's the one with like the phd in this so she can argue all she wants i am nobody um but she was saying like it's the clear wings and the ones that are entirely Hmm. diurnal that Hmm. i guess so yeah so april i don't have a phd but uh my understanding yeah uh we have we have like my I, i think we have like four and really only two really common um, hummingbird moth species in mm-hmm. the Americas that yeah. we would call hummingbird moths. And yeah, you're right. They're hummingbird clearwing and snowberry clearwing. Yeah. Snowberry clearwing is like a bumblebee a bumblebee mimic. mimic. So it's like black mm-hmm. and yellow. Okay. And hummingbird clearwing is green and red. Um, I believe the hummingbird moths of the old world that live in like Europe uh, and maybe Asia. I'm not as familiar with those. But those are okay. in the sphinx moth family. And they're, I think they're not related to uh, the hummingbird moths we have here in North America. Yeah. So I wonder, I would have to check again, this, I was struggling to find the difference because there's Mm -hmm. more information. They call call them hummingbird hawk moths in in hummingbird hawk moths. It's like a different, I think it's Mm -hmm. totally different, but they also look at hummingbirds and also hover and drink nectar from flowers and yeah. And are similar enough where people can actually confuse them for hummingbirds sometimes. Well, and, Which also is wild because they don't even have hummingbirds over there, so I don't even know what's going on with that. <laughs> but they've seen pictures. Um, someone was watching David Attenborough, right? And they yeah. were like, "Well, that I know what because David Attenborough told me what a hummingbird is. Now I know." Um, yeah. Anyways, all that to say, when I was like trying to find what this lady was exactly talking about, I was immediately like, "Well, this is overwhelming." Because it also looks like, in turn, like I almost, I wrote down taxonomic nonsense. Because never in my life, until I started looking at sphinx moths, sphinx moths, um, and like their genus and species names, did I see something that was like most commonly referenced and synonym, but also showing it as like a Latin name, right? So it had like hmm. Durapsa muron as like commonly referenced 
alternatively, Sphinx Neuron. And I was like, no, this is unacceptable. I'm enraged. I think I think this is the difference, April, between like the roughly what ten thousand species of birds worldwide to the like millions of species of insects. I think that's the mm-hmm. difference. I think it's I think insects are horribly confusing even to the experts. And yeah. and my mind was not ready for it. My mind's not ready for no, it. No, I feel you. I understand. <laughs> um, so I was confused, but yes, thank you for touching on the clear wings hummingbird moths but i'm not going to hate on you if you see any other type of sphinx moth and call it a hummingbird moth i'm gonna be like well you're right it does kind of because i also looked up um when i lived in california i saw what i thought was a hummingbird moth and then i was just like oh well let me go back in time right like let me dig up this picture Mm -hmm. and then put it on seek um seek and it was a like white winged oh gosh where did i write this down anyways it wasn't that clear wing but it was out during the daytime so i was like you know what it's kind of close it's kind of close um yeah and and moths are mostly nocturnal but some yeah some (laughs) are diurnal like like our what we did the clear wings here yes yeah if if i can add something about hummingbird or sphinx moths tell me if I can, can add something add for all of our, all of, and this is not scientific, but this is for all of our pop culture freaks out there that are listening. Um, the the movie uh, Silence of the Lambs. Yeah. Um, I think there is a a moth slash like moth cocoon that features pretty prominently in that movie, and I believe on the yeah. on the poster for that movie, yeah. there's a sphinx moth like in front of uh, her mouth, right? Yes, there is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I nailed that. Did I, did, I, did, I, did I just pull that out of my memory there? You sure did. Because I can oh, see I it vividly it. Thank you. now. Thank like, you. Vividly... That's, and that's what we call a public ivy, folks. <laughs> <laughs> oh. um, this is wonderful. So this Virginia creeper sphinx moth. And like the ones that are most closely related that we would have in Virginia that are also nomming on the Virginia creeper as well as other grapes. Um, they also like something called pepper vine. Ampelopsis. Hmm. Public Ivy, do you know that one? We just call him PI now. <laughs> I, <don't mean. laughs> yeah. I have heard I have heard the word pepper vine before. I have no idea what it is. Okay. I don't either. Um, I didn't have the energy to look it on the case. <laughs> um, but so that one and um, we also saw a Pandora Sphinx moth. So that looks very similar to the Virginia Creeper Sphinx. They both kind of have like this army camo vibe going right so like kind of like these thin-ish wings like not very full-bodied like your luna moth which is Mm -hmm. our um nocturnal butterfly um but like kind of like craggly almost looking on the edges and very like mossy green camo and then like their underwing is what has like a bright color so like the virginia creeper sphinx moth is a little bit reddish um, as their underwing shows, like, right in the creases, like, along its um, abdomen. And then, um, or thorax. What are my words? What words should I be using? What are the body thorax parts? Thorax is the middle. 
thorax yes, is middle. The thorax. Abdomen yeah, wings is bottom. would attach wings would attach to the thorax, right? That's right. So I mean thorax, I noticed because that I have to think of it as opposite of what I think opposite. it should be. Opposite. Opposite. <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah. Our our abs yeah. are not at the bottom of our bodies. That's what no, we call our feet. They're in the middle. No. It's confusing. Yeah. It's <laughs> not it's more like our butts. Um <laughs> so <laughs> the Pandora Sphinx is like pinkish. The underwing is like mm. pinkish and they kind of have like this mm-hmm. pinkish tinging. So they're also very cute. This is the reason I asked about wingspan because the Virginia Creeper Sphinx moth is about like one to one and a half inches wingspan and the Pandora mm-hmm. moth is three to four inches in wingspan. Oh. Um, so both of which again they enjoy Virginia Creeper. And then this was something that I never thought of for insects but it totally makes sense i mean you're gonna procreate as much as you can but they could have anywhere from one to three broods and i never thought Hmm. of laying a mass of eggs as a brood for anything other than birds because i am but it it totally it totally matters on where Mm -hmm. you are too like from what i've been reading like the ones in florida usually can do more broods per year than the ones up here in virginia can Mm. Um, makes sense yeah, no, it's really cool. I mean, th- think about, yeah. like, the, the. I mean, I know we're talking about moths, but they're very related to uh, butterflies. But the monarch mm-hmm. butterfly migration is, like, a multi-generational migration. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, so, yeah, m- multiple broods per year. It, it is mm. wild, but it's pretty cool. Yeah, I I was fascinated. And, yeah, I was, like, um, they can fly throughout most of the year and all year in the deep south. So you nailed it. They can just keep on going all year round um, with their cycles. Um, I do want Courtney. I'm here, the only one who's going to benefit from this. Do you want to Google the larva of the Pandora Sphinx caterpillar and then tell us what it looks like? Oh, I'd love to. This is the episode that never ends. I'm so excited. I love things like this on audio podcasts. You can just <laughs> describe it, paint a picture of words for us. Yeah. Okay. Pandora Sphinx moth caterpillar is what we want, right? Yes. Okay. Y'all have seen The Lion King, right? (laughs) (laughs) This is perfect. This is exactly how I wanted it to start. Uh, I am familiar with The Lion King. (laughs) You know those delicious caterpillars? Oh, yes. They look so so good. (laughs) Yeah. Well, this guy looks scrumptious. Um, Okay. I'm, I'm seeing a couple of different ones actually so some of them are like green and super smooth and they Mm -hmm. look big and chunky um and then some of them are like a like copper color Mm -hmm. and they're also big and chunky um what are the little the little um leg mover parts called on these caterpillars do y'all know the answer to that things i should have looked i don't because they're not legs no they're not legs um yeah that's why it's so weird they're just like little guys yeah they're just yeah we're gonna figure this out yeah i didn't really look up anatomy okay for this so they're called prolegs or pseudopods okay so anyway, i like pseudopods. they have so for our for our listeners and- they have far more than six so like to be an insect like you can only have six legs so those little mm-hmm. things that caterpillars have like are not legs yeah the, it looks like these have eight um cool pro legs um but really cute and they also have these like 
uh, white circles that go down their back with like a little dot in the middle of each one. So they're really, did really cute. Did you see a picture where they flare up one end? Because I read. Where they did what? So I saw some pictures and then I read that they will sometimes like to defend themselves, like contort and regurgitate. Mm-hmm. And when they regurgitate to try to ward off a predator, <laughs> they kind of almost like look like they're like flaring up on one end. And it, to me, it just looked wild. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one of the pictures that I'm looking at, it looks like it's like opened up on one end almost. Yes. It looks like a big mouth that's just like wah, like wide open. That's horrifying. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> if, if any of you have ever seen like swallowtail caterpillars, I don't know if this is true of all swallowtails, but the ones that I found, um, when I've like, if you poke them, mm-hmm. they will curl up their head back toward you. Yeah. And stick out what looks like a uh, like a bifurcated tongue, like a snake. And I don't know what it actually. I actually don't know what the structure actually is, but it'll poke out some kind of really bizarre jelly-like, uh, like pinkish orange, what looks like a snake's like bifurcated tongue. Uh, extremely cool. I think again, totally harmless, but it's meant to ward off predators. Okay. I think because it looks like a snake's tongue. It would stop so, me in my yes, tracks. Yeah, no, it's pretty spooky, but it was something that one of the other uh, folks at TNC showed me. That's really cool. There was cool. a big one, and this cool. may have been an this may have been an anise swallowtail because we found it on a fennel plant. Ah. Uh, but yeah, mm-hmm. you poke it, and it just like kind of rolls back towards you, and then sticks out this really weird like tongue-like structure. Whoa. It's really cool. That sounds amazing. Yeah. Um, what else is amazing is that these two types of moss, and probably more. Um, well, their larval stage fluoresce under UV light. Whoa. Whoa. That's really cool. So, I, I was reading that, like, when they were trying to survey in, like, patches of, um, Virginia Creeper, right? Like, they would take out a UV light to try to find the caterpillars quicker. That is cool. At night. Yeah. That's really cool. So... Now this is a thing I want to try to do. Yeah. As well. As you should. Because um, I like things that glow in the dark. It's like All right, go I'm going to try to wrap scorpions with the UV light. Yeah. Well, not in Virginia, though. No, not in Virginia. <laughs> right. Hopefully not. Um, I have a so question. Does that, maybe? Does that hurt yeah. them? I've heard that that hurts scorpions. I feel like UV lights hurt most things. Yeah. Yeah. I think... For the sake of discovering, I'm sure it's not, like, that damaging. Yeah. Right, like, I've only ever heard of, like, the scorpions and the UV light really being used in what I would deem improper educational settings, right? (laughs) Where you're, like, constantly showing it. (laughs) You're like, duh. Just to show it off to people. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Let me just, like, like, blast this this poor arthropod with a bunch of UV light. Right. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not a fan of that. Yeah. Um, don't do that. If you're doing that, stop. Please. Oh. Please. Okay. And thank Fine. You. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, if I must, <laughs> with my vast scorpion collection. Um, yeah, I have so many here in Virginia. <laughs> you just keep them in all your boots to make sure no one borrows your shoes, I'm yeah. sure. There is a scorpion in my boot. <laughs> um. So our Virginia creeper sphinx moth, as well as the Pandora sphinx, um, will live for 10 to 30 days. Hmm. So maybe a little bit longer lived than 
your Luna moth. Mm-hmm. Um, it's possible. Yeah, I think sphinx and... moths actually do have like proboscises, proboscis, possibly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Proboscises, and because they actually will like drink from flowers. So. Yes. Unlike mm-hmm. the the ones that I was talking about that only live a few days and then die, like these guys can actually eat. Mm-hmm. That don't have mouths, which yeah. is really depressing. I could never it's if really I. Sad reincarnated as one of those species of moths mm. <laughs> i think that i must have done something really bad in life. that'd be a bummer I, that'd be a I, stone I cold bummer i agree i think all three <laughs> of us be, love to eat eating is i great. love eating yes. so much yeah uh, oh. you'd be so beautiful but you wouldn't have any food it'd be very sad <laughs> oh isn't that just there's some some deep societal yeah Ooh, something yeah, that's pretty in there deep, right yeah. yeah, it's very, very poetic. Yeah. Yeah. Oof. You can only eat paper, but you can eat as much paper as you want. It's kind of, it's exactly oh. like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Um, but now for my WTF moment, and we'll wrap up my talking nonsense. Um, have y'all ever heard of the grape leaf skeletonizer? Yes, I actually have. Well, I died. I'm going to look it Do up. Do you want to tell us about it? I'm, I'm, well, I'm not like super familiar with it. I was reading about it earlier today, actually. And my understanding is it's the one that like eats leaves in such a way that it kind of quote unquote skeletonizes them. Oh, is that right? Okay. Yeah. Indeed. Yeah. Um, so I'm sure you've probably seen leaves like this before in your life. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I almost wouldn't look at this and say it's a moth. I mean, I, I see like the feathery antennae that it has. Um, yeah, but it almost looks like, it looks like a weird lightning bug kind of, it's, it's strange. Really? See, I was like, oh, yeah, I, I would almost put it in like a waspish category. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, you know what? It's wings um, look like the little maple seeds, like the helicopters. That's what they look like. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. samurai. But it does. Is that what they're called? Yeah. It's like samurai without Thank the eye you. at the end. That's what they look like, but black. Cool. Yeah. Cool. And then it was, so yeah, like the thin black wings. And then what are those things, right? Like maybe I'm making this up, but it's not like a scarf, but aren't there like puffy furry things that women used oh, to Oh, like wear? a stole, like a mink stole. Like a mink stole. I put like red fur puff scarf mm. thing. Um, Cause I wasn't descriptive, but yeah, like mm-hmm. to me, I was like, it looks like it's wearing like a little red. Yeah. Oh, yeah, around its neck, but it is a moth. Yeah, even though we have clearly established that that is not what you would think of on first sight. Mm-hmm. Um, it is in the family Zygonidae, mm-hmm. and it is also the larval stage um, noms on the Virginia creeper. That is its host plant. Is so I think what we're learning tonight yeah. is Virginia creeper is like a great plant to have for moths. Yeah. It is mm-hmm. very pro Virginia creeper. Yeah. They maybe don't have like the most um, glamorous flowers. They're like pretty little and pretty yellowish white, but very beneficial plant. And they also yeah. have these grape leaf skeletonizers. Have really cute little caterpillars. Like they look like super fuzzy bees or super fuzzy, um, almost like the monarch caterpillar, but like fuzzy mm-hmm. in my opinion. So. Yeah. Anyways, great name, great moths, great plants. Ten out of ten. <laughs> ten out of ten. Um, 
So tying in, I wanted to quickly yes. talk about a different type of moth. This <gasps> one okay. is as big as a man and was seen <laughs> in West Virginia from 1966 oh, no. oh, to 1967. No. <laughs> <laughs> this is, Cody, what is it? Is it the Mothman? <gasps> it's dun, the dun, Mothman. Dun. dun, dun, dun. You guys couldn't see. I've been wearing my Mothman shirt the whole time. Oh, my gosh. Oh, that's incredible. You've got a shirt. Surprise. Oh, so this man. is going to Everyone's tie in, favorite cryptid. Here he is, folks. <laughs> okay. So, yes, this is a cryptid. Not real. <gasps> or is it? Who am I to say? Or but, is it? Yeah. Or is it? Okay, so the first sighting of the Mothman was on November 15th, 1966, and people described this thing as, like, as tall as a man, like, jet black, but with super big red eyes, and these huge wings that they saw it flying through the sky. People saw this, um, I think there were about 100 sightings between November 1966 and um, December 15th, 1967. That is why, that is so much more than I thought it was. That's insane. Yeah. I did not realize it yeah. was so many. Yeah, 100 sightings. That's um, possibly legit then. Yeah, 100 sightings. Is what I that think. Makes it, with, that makes it a little more <laughs> legit for me. Yeah, 100 sightings within like a little bit over a year time span. Um, and then on December 15th, 1967, the Silver Bridge collapsed. So people associated this thing with being like the harbinger of this disaster or like it predicted this disaster was going to happen now some people think that what people were actually seeing was a sandhill crane because sandhill cranes are really tall they have like a like a red cap (laughs) on their head and this specific part of west virginia is not within the sandhill crane migration route typically and so some scientists think that what people were seeing and why this was such a phenomenon was because people were seeing a sandhill crane. Now, <laughs> migration <laughs> routes, migration routes are really important and lots of mm-hmm. birds do migrate at night, okay? Yeah. So yeah. I wanted to say that we can care for our nighttime critters by turning off our lights at night, right? To help birdies migrate. Um, yeah. You can yes. create something Especially called in like fall a, and spring. Yep, mm-hmm, exactly. Which I think is interesting that November 15th was the first sighting. So, I don't know. It's possible. Ooh, Maybe it was uh-huh. a sandhill crane. Who knows? But I think that's kind of in, still in migration season a little bit. Um, you could plant a moon garden to attract moths. So, a moon garden is like a pollinator garden specifically catering to moths and other nighttime pollinators and you plant your garden with like bright white flowers um, like really brightly colored mm-hmm. flowers and flowers that are super fragrant and there's moths like those types of things and aren't there some flowers am i making this up that in particular like won't close up at night because some flowers will mm-hmm. close up at night yeah Correct. yeah mm-hmm yeah, so choose flowers that are going to stay open for our little nighttime pollinators. And then um, also we talked a little bit about bats. Um, in the fall, you can leave your leaves where they are on the ground or at least kind of pile them up in areas for some of our little bats, like the eastern red bat, to hibernate yes. and make it through the winter. So 
that's my tie-in. Yeah, you don't have to burn all your leaves. <laughs> that is some for real advice. Again, when I was working with the state yeah. parks and doing trail maintenance, when I would like, they would send me out to leaf blow trails, which seems extremely silly, and we would sometimes flush bats out of the leaves. So like, mm-hmm. yeah, just leave them where they are. They're like, they're not hurting yeah. anything, guys. Just leave them there. Yeah, yeah. They're just hanging out, minding their little batty bat business. They're hanging out, and when it comes summertime, they're going to eat all those mosquitoes in your yard. So You're going to eat all the mosquitoes that you eat. hate so much. And mm-hmm. But maybe even a couple of moths, and then you'll at least get some <laughs> glitter wing confetti. Exactly. Coming down Circle from above. of life. <laughs> what was it? That, that was in a cahoot, right? That um, bats poop glitter because of all uh-huh. the chitin that they poop out. Yeah. And <laughs> from all called, the critters. Do you remember? So, Guano. Guano. Yes. Guano. Yes. I thought it was going to be something even more. Oh, no, no. It's not fancy. Flamboyant. <laughs> um, um, that you're you going to share. Ugh. So, yeah. All right. That was beautiful. Yeah. I'm so excited. I, um, I definitely packed a white sheet to bring <gasps> for moths. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. At the conference. Yeah. It just felt like, you know, I'm going to um, keep on learning some things about moths. Did y'all hear that? No. I'm really hoping my microphone picked that up, but a great horned owl is calling out here <gasps> in the woods. Oh, it's um, telling us that you need to go and experience nature now. Absolutely. Thank you so much for coming on the pod, Cody. It is, guys, it so is such fun. an honor. I've wanted this for so long. Um, Aww. So I'm just, I'm just honored to be here with my big sister Aww. and also April, who's my friend. Aww. Yes. I hope Indeed. you guys have me on again sometime soon because this is really fun. Dude, anytime. I love you. Oh, I love you too. Well, Cody, um, from catching them all to you, we hope you have a beautiful night catching them all. Thanks, guys. And protecting them all. Oh, there that's even that's better. <laughs> yep. <laughs> all right. Good night. Right, bye. Thanks for listening, and thanks to Grace and Harlow for our theme music. You can find us on Instagram at allthecritterspod to see updates and pictures of our adventures. Each week, we'll donate a portion of our proceeds to an environmental charity. We'll put their information in the show notes. Now go catch and protect them all.